Welcome back to the Cordell and Cordell and Men's Divorce Podcast. I'm Scott Trout, CEO and Managing Partner of Cordell and Cordell. As usual, we bring you a podcast twice each week for information for guys before, during, and after divorce. And today is no different as we bring you a new topic that we haven't addressed in the last year or so. And always keep in mind, uh, a consultation is preferred. This isn't legal advice, not an attorney-client relationship. Your case, your facts, your circumstances uh, are particular, and uh, those details are important whenever giving legal advice. So this is more instructional, educational. We want to create some talking points for you uh, to take to an attorney and a consultation. If you need one, obviously, you can give us a call at 866-DADS-LAW. Find us on the web at cordellcordell.com, or you can check out our YouTube channel. It is full of information and resources, just like this one today, on a topic I know that you'll find that affects you. So check it out. The YouTube channel is filled with podcasts, as well as our webinars and our virtual town halls. So let's get started with Carup in Pennsylvania, near Allentown. Welcome. Hi, Scott. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining. I appreciate it. So a topic that I think is a good one um, that we haven't really talked about in particular, which is um, asking for special relief. Uh, and, and so you'll say that and maybe what the difference between that and emergency filings are. We've talked about that early on during COVID about trying to get emergency relief. So maybe let's start out and describe what maybe the difference is between special relief and emergency relief is. Sure. So, I mean, as we explained to our clients, um, the courts offer many different kinds of special relief throughout custody and divorce matters. Um, and they differ. Realistically, the difference in them is whether it's an emergency or not. Um, and so I always tell clients, you want to be careful because you still have the ability to file special relief petitions, even though they may not be completely emergent. Um, and the reasoning, I believe, the biggest reason for you know the difference in the two is that you don't want to file an emergency petition and have the ability for the court to shoot it down um, and not allow it to go anywhere because it's not actually emergent. Yeah. Um, and so if there's no harm to the child, if there's no financial harm going on, if there's any, if there's nothing that you as a client don't need to be done immediately, then you want to look into special relief because you really don't want to lose that credibility in front of the judge. Um, in Pennsylvania, we are big on cases and it differs from county to county, but most of them are once you have a case in front of a judge, the likelihood of going back before that judge is high um, because the judges remember the cases and things like that. So it's not even like you can file an emergency for special relief have it shot down and then have the credibility of the client and really the attorney as well, you know, be gone. And the judge will remember that the next yeah. time they, they remember things you don't expect them to, but they'll remember. Oh, yeah, it. no doubt about it. And I mean, it, you can catch them on their worst day and they'll guarantee they'll remember it. And yes. I mean, the good news <laughs> is this, is that there's relief. And that's what we've been talking about for a year now is that there are really opportunities and that's the wonderful news is there's emergency relief and special relief but i think what's important is it's like the little boy who cried wolf you know you better mean it if you're coming before the judge and you say it's an emergency it better be an emergency and so maybe to show um the difference being let's maybe outline some examples of what would be not considered an emergency because i know that's very subjective i mean i like for example before we get into it i it just came to mind 15 20 years ago 
I got a call and it was, I don't know, seven o'clock on Christmas Eve and client called and said, it's an emergency. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Uh, she just took all the knives, plates and forks and left the house. And I said, okay. And he's like, well, what do I do? And it was an emergency to him because he had nothing to use to eat. I said, get in the car, go to Target, buy some new stuff. I mean, I know that was blunt and direct, but the point is it really is an emergency. It seems like it, right? So I think that's the thing is that we do want to treat your situation like an emergency, but that may be different than what we do with the court system. Because as you suggest, uh, the jury is your judge and they remember. So maybe walk through some special relief occasions and guys can write some notes down and think, okay, this is special relief. Yeah, so I think um, a big one in the divorce realm of the world is exclusive possession. Um, and that is when one party has possession, exclusive possession of the home, um, while the other party can't necessarily just come and go as they please. Um, this is really important um, and not necessarily so much an emergency in a lot of cases, but this is really important if the one party is, like I said, coming and going as they please and just really messing up, you know, the schedules for you as the client. If you have children, the schedules for the children um, just isn't taking care of the house if they're in the house, you know, they're dissipating assets, which just means that, you know, they're ruining things within the house. That's important. Um, obviously, if one party does have possession of the home and the other party just moves up out on their own, that's another way to file for exclusive possession as well. Um, if you're afraid that the other party, although they've said, we're not going to come back into the home, but they still have the opportunity to do so, you definitely want to talk with your attorney about filing an exclusive possession because it's very important. Um, to be able to do that. Because realistically, as we know, if there's a marital residence involved, both parties have every right to that home. Right. Um, so in, in a lot of times, parties do try to stick it out together in the home, which is great. And sometimes that works out, but sometimes it's just not possible. Um, and so if there's no agreement, realistically, as to who stays in the home, who stays out of the home, then you need to file that exclusive possession petition. Yeah. Um, Exclusive possession is huge, I think. I mean, but I mean, guys, think again, take um, adult abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse out of the picture, right? Because that can be going on in the home and you want to have the sole possession of the home. That's an emergency that needs to be taken care of. If you are, you know, threatened in any way, obviously emergency. But then there is this just standard arguments like we just don't get along. You know, she leaves the lights on. She's turned the air conditioning on during the winter. That's, you know, you may want exclusive possession. You may be entitled to it under that special belief. That's huge. Um, and I think that's something to be considered. Even in the toughest of times, there are usually opportunities for relief. Many husbands and dads listening now are struggling to stay current on alimony and child support orders. You should know that this crisis may allow you to modify your support obligations, but time is of the essence. If you're a guy needing help right now, not someday when things are back to normal, call us at Cordell & Cordell. This is what we do. What about custody? I mean, that can go both ways perhaps, but maybe talk a little bit about custody. Right. So, I mean, obviously, first and foremost, if there's immediate harm to the children, you want to ensure that an emergency petition is filed, but you also have the ability to call the police immediately, call CYS, um, call any of the resources that you have at your disposal if you believe that there's a true emergency. A lot of times I have clients call me and say, listen, last night this is what happened 
and I ask them, did you call the police? Did you call CYS? And then, you know, they always go to a lot of the times is I don't, I don't want them involved. I don't want the police involved. I don't want the other person in trouble, but you really have to think about the kids in that situation. So first and foremost, if there's absolutely immediate harm to the children, you need to file an emergency and also call the police or any other resources you have in your area. Um, one of the biggest special relief petitions that I have found uh, in Pennsylvania, just in my practice, is school choice petitions. Mm -hmm. um, so not necessarily emergencies, um, because realistically, the child's going to be enrolled in some school, right? So yeah. it's just we have to figure out which one. Uh, and courts will not regard this as an emergency, because no matter where the child is in school, they're still getting an education. Um, so a lot of times we file special relief if one party uh, lives in a different district than the other party. And for whatever reason, maybe it's a change in custody, maybe it's just there's a better school, the other party wants the child in that district that they're not already in. And so we can file for school choice, which comes with all their own factors, and present that in front of a judge as special relief rather than an emergency, um, and have a hearing on that and have the judge realistically decide if there can't be an agreement. And a lot of the things that come into play with that is, you know, the ratings of the school, population of the school, what activities are available for the child. And the biggest one is going to be how much will this affect the child, you know, switching schools. Um, not necessarily the best idea if you're talking about a high school kid that's gone to the school, you know, yeah. their entire lives and there's no benefit to a new school. But very good idea if you're talking about young kids or even high school children that are being bullied and things like that. Um, yep. So those are all reasons to file that kind of special relief petition and get those children to a new school. And I think what's interesting is you can go through any of the, you know, another subject in a minute, but some may cross over into emergency relief. And I think the important part here is, is to have a really good conversation with an attorney and who practices exclusively in family law, who understands how this judge is going to perceive that topic. You know, you may be in front of a judge who, okay, yeah, and they're going to treat it as an emergency. Or another judge who wants everyone to work everything out, doesn't matter necessarily, and is going to get really angry. And so, obviously, I get custody. That can go both ways, perhaps, and I do see it as a special relief. We call these special relief motions um, PDLs, pendite lite, pending the outcome. Uh, things that where you need some temporary relief, but it's not so urgent. Uh, but that also spills into uh, money, right? Spousal support. So uh, what do you say on spousal support? Yeah, so I think at least for um, relief as far as spousal support and how money goes, and this has been, you know, obviously a huge issue for us since the whole coronavirus pandemic because we started getting stimulus checks based on tax return returns from 2019. So if the parties split up after those tax returns were filed or any any time in 2020, and they were entitled to some sort of stimulus money. I have a lot of clients not getting that money because of the fact that it's going into the bank account that their direct deposit was hooked up to, which, you know, while they were in a marriage, that was their joint bank account or the other party's bank account. Um, or, you know, they just have no idea kind of how to navigate the IRS and, and how to get that money to them specifically. And then it becomes an issue for us yeah. to try and get that back for them. Um, so what I've found is special relief as far as stimulus and tax returns. Um, obviously, you don't want to wait until you're about to get the money. You know, you don't want to call your attorney a day or two before you know your, your wife or your husband is supposed to get this money and say, hey, listen, I need this right now. That's not the time to do it because realistically, that money's probably going to be gone by the time we right. can get in front of a judge to, and, and litigate that issue. Um, yeah. So you, 
you want to be proactive about that. So a lot of times I have clients come to me, I ask them now more than ever, how did you file last year? How did you file in 2019? Because if we're talking about more stimulus money that might Mm -hmm. may or may not be coming or future tax returns, we're in tax return season now. If we get those refunds out, we want to know that it's going to go to the right accounts where not that we can control it, but that you get what's in, you're entitled to if you need any immediate kind of cash flow. Yeah, and so and we could can be, file special relief with that. Yeah, it could be that the, instead of a direct deposit, you get a check made out jointly, right? right? Yes. And so yes. I've had that so many times, and no one can sign it or someone forges it, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe that's emergency relief, but the point <laughs> is, is that hey, you're going to go and ask, say, look, judge, this is in joint names. We need them. That my client needs access to the funding. Um, we need a, a, you know, order that they both sign it, either split it, however it's allocated, as you suggest, stimulus and maybe a new round of stimulus coming up. So that's important. Um, but it is tax season. Again, a great um, uh, subject of special relief that people may overlook until it's too late. And being proactive is huge. Um, you know, jumping back to uh, possession, exclusive possession. Let's say you're moved, you're kicked out and your spouse has exclusive possession. You didn't get a chance to get all your stuff. You know, that's what happens with order protection. Sheriff shows up, you got seven minutes to gather what you can in your arms and you're out. Obviously you're not getting everything. So that would be a special relief to get access to the house when you don't have possession. Right. Yeah. So I've actually had this a few times in a couple of different cases. And like you said, oftentimes it happens with a PFA being filed first and then the divorce coming after by the opposing party. And it's so hard to work through that because the immediate need is to obviously get the PFA dismissed. Um, But obviously, even if the PFA gets dismissed, and I've had this in one of my cases, you don't immediately as the client want to go back into the home. That's not a good move. However, you were kicked out of the home immediately, so you have nothing to really live on. And so where those special relief petitions come in handy is when the client really doesn't have access to their things and there's no agreement that can be made that says, hey, opposing party, you leave the home from 12 to three on this day and I will enter the home. If that can't happen, then we can file those special relief petitions, getting that client back into the home for a period of time um, and allowing them to get those things. Now, a lot of what goes along with this is that I have clients come to me and say, well, I need to get my stuff. And I say, okay, what stuff is it? And they feel as though they don't really need to provide a list or anything like that because it's their stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But it doesn't really work that well when you just say, hey, opposing counsel, my client needs to get his stuff out of the home. Would you allow him to come back in? It gives you a lot more credibility if you can provide some sort of a list of things that you need for the immediate future. So I would say even for the out for until the outcome of the um, divorce or custody case uh, comes around, what do you need for that period of time to really live and and be comfortable? And so that's really what we're looking at when we're looking at special relief to um, rate for reentry of the marital home is what do you need for that period of time? And what can we provide to opposing counsel so that they understand we're not looking to go in there and get rid of assets or anything like that, or make the other party's life harder. We're just trying to make our client's life a little bit easier and getting what is rightfully theirs anyways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's for their their protection, you know, whether you outline exactly what it is you're going to take and uh, that way there are no allegations you took something you shouldn't have or, you know, you ran, you stole it and I get it, all your clothes. I can, you know, I've heard it guys saying, well, I don't know what I need because I was rushed out of my house. Right. I can't tell you, you know, mm-hmm. so, okay, I've had, all right, I said, let's go. I'll walk with you. We'll walk through the house and someone else can be present from their side and we'll just make sure we can inventory stuff, whatever it is, special relief to inventory the all of the home and then take 
you know, by agreement what you have. And I think, again, care, it's a great topic, just about strategizing, know, understanding the relief available to you, whether it's special or emergency. That's the point is when you know what you can get or you know what your rights are, then you can formulate what you should do. And right. so great topic. Thanks for joining today. Thank you, Scott. Well, uh, again, another great topic for you that most affects guys before, during, and after divorce. So check this one out again. Go ahead and register for our town hall coming up in March. You want to be able to ask questions live of our panel of Cordell and Cordell attorneys and get answers right then and right there. Check out all the rest of the YouTube podcasts on our channel and check us out at CordellCordell.com. So until next time, have a great week.